0: There are additional rules and complexities governing the taxation of capital gains. A netting procedure is needed for taxpayers with multiple transactions involving gains and losses. The netting procedure provides a special sequence for netting gains and losses based on the tax rates and holding periods applicable to each item of gain and loss. With respect to losses from the sale of capital assets, Taxpayers may deduct any capital loss against any capital gains for the year. Taxpayers who have net capital losses exceeding their capital gains for the year may deduct up to $3,000 per year of the net capital loss against ordinary income. This $3,000 limit is halved to $1,500 for married taxpayers filing separately. Any excess capital loss may be carried forward to later years subject to the same limitation. Therefore, capital losses can be used in full to shelter capital gains, but cannot be used in full to shelter ordinary income. In addition to the rate differentials, there's another very important reason to determine whether an item of income or loss receives capital or ordinary treatment. In the case of a sale or exchange of a capital asset, the taxpayer may recover his or her basis in the asset, sold, tax-free. Only the sales price exceeding the taxpayer's basis is taxable as capital gain. This is very important in the area of stock redemptions, covered in more detail in Chapters 18 and 19. If a stock redemption is taxed as a sale or exchange, the redeemed shareholder will recover his or her basis in the stock without taxation. However, if the redemption receives dividend treatment, the proceeds of the redemption will generally be fully taxable at the rate of tax applicable for dividends. For corporations, the taxation of capital gains and losses is very simple. There is no rate differential between capital gains and ordinary income and capital losses may be used only to offset capital gains and not the ordinary income of the corporation. This concludes Chapter 14.